Gather your weary bones before the fire, travellers, and feast your ears upon the finest news and views from the fields of video board and role-playing games. Hear ye! I am known as Brian Ennis, host of podcasts, first to bear his name. I am Aaron Ravinsky, carrier of podcasts, also first to my name. It's not as impressive the second time. <laughs> and I am Colin of Howard, poor man and villagerly. <laughs> so the apocalypse has been and gone, and we have been plunged into medieval feudalism. So we have converted the bunker into a delightful fantasy tavern. Uh, luckily, Aaron lives in the countryside, so we have gathered all the fairies, centaurs, pixies, and nixies that live in his bushes. Uh, to join us in the fantasy tavern alongside an old bearded man who claims to be a wizard and keeps inviting us to admire his staff in honour of Game of Thrones' <laughs> triumph at the Ennies we bring you our fantasy special huzzah huzzah I don't want to say it too loud in case the patrons get riled <laughs> this is a weak <laughs> building start some kind of riot going on yes but it is made of wood yes that's true actually works this week <laughs> ah comedy nerds that's called a callback um, so to kick off our fantasy special where we're going to talk about some fantasy games of all different flavours which fantasy world would you most like to live in and why oh should I go first for this yeah because I've got two because one of them you weren't listening to the question I was I've got one well one I'd really like to live in but technically God, you can really tell it's a feudal system when no. people can't even answer a simple question <laughs> anarchy anarchy what <laughs> I, I think I'm still in apocalypse mode <laughs> the radiation has addled your brain <laughs> we must quest for a magic potion yes elixir of life um, to, to Switzerland <laughs> To the great wizard Dignitas. <laughs> so I've got two. Because one of them doesn't technically count because it's actually set in the future, but the world itself is all built around its Ooh. fantasy. So I'm going to mention it, see how your reaction goes, and then quickly display it to my other one. As long as it's got nothing to do with Doctor Who, I'm fine. No, 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 it's fine. Um, oh, that was my first choice. Purd, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Is that the Dragon Riders? The dragon Riders, yes. And it's exactly why I'd want to go to Impern. Have my own personal dragon that talks to me. <sighs> there is something about having your own personal dragon that just appeals to all the children in us. Yeah. And it's just, just if I, well, okay, if you're a Dragon Rider, otherwise you have to deal with getting set on fire. A, 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 tiny, a tiny dragon one and that's at a certain well, time and time period. So I live after that point. So if, if I'm just a bard. Great Chadwick lines for I own a dragon. Yep. There yep. wouldn't be a single nerd out there. As in a single single nerd out there. No. <laughs> They'd all be in the bars with their yep. tiny dragons on their shoulders going, I raised it. Now I have to deal with the occasional um what's called a yes to a certain extent because there's these uh the silver threads that fall from the sky occasionally that burn and eat through everything okay um, well that can happen just, th- just like in real life yes mm. um, because of the, because of something that circles the 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 world back back in millions of years ago when they knew what that was um, and the dragon's the only thing to stop it their, their fire is the only thing that's hot enough to burn it away because oh, okay. they don't have technological flamethrowers anymore because it's, it's the old time. Who, who wrote Pern? Anne McCaffrey. I thought it was, but I didn't yes. want to say it in case I was wrong. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I love Anne McCaffrey's work. Um, her and Ursula Le Guin, two of my favourite. Ah, yes. Fight writers. 
I um, was forced to read uh, good old Ursula at university. Yeah. And had already read nearly everything she'd done. <laughs> <laughs> and then my science fiction module was the module I got the least marks on because I was far too excited and forgot to actually have an argument. <laughs> yeah, not so good. Um, yeah. Bit of a fact, two out of three members of the Critical Twits have dragons. Yes. But you can't ride my dragon because she's only nine inches long and you'd squash her. Yes. Well, she could be the tiny one that perches on my shoulder while I sing songs. We could get our dragons to ride one and... Oh, no, 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 no. I just realised what that sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's dragon pimping. (laughs) Not really where we wanted to go quite this early in the podcast. But this is the only thing that potentially puts me off living in the Pearl World as a dragon rider, particularly... Because you're dragon. mentally linked with the dragons. Oh. If, if you have sex and they have sex, well, you kind of both end up doing it at the same time. You end up like having heat and not with each other. Oh. Thankfully, but you, you, if the dragon wants to have sex with somebody, you've got to go have sex with somebody because you're as wild up as they are. I really hope. And you feel everything they feel. Oh. Which is a bit weird. Once you woke up in the middle of the night and your dragon was in the midst of getting some. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, that's disturbing. I, I, I don't know whether that appeals or not because I'm a bit weird. I can't say anything. I hope the microphone captured sound my eyes widening <laughs> as you were talking because that's it's, it's that, peculiar, that's quite scary. It's the same it, point. It's like medieval porn, so at least I keep get to keep that. There is oh, that. Yeah. yeah, medieval. That's good. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with uh, with the dragon riders of Pern, but I think I read some of them a long time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good choice. Sounds like I. I'd, what if does everyone have a dragon? Initially, no. What if you were you just got... like Jeff the Baker, and everyone else had a dragon, and you had to make special dragon bread? Let's face it, yeah. we would be Jeff the Baker. Yeah, yeah admittedly. Well, there is a point throughout most of the series that yeah, that's the point. Most people, the, the, the dragon riders, and then nobody else gets them. And then a girl from the Bard School, whose name's completely gone out of my head at the minute, um, discovers a hatch of what appears to be the dis- what the big dragons are descended from so little tiny versions of them and befriends them by singing at her so as long as you've got some musical talent you can have your own pet dragon in essence because Susan brings them across I'd be fine yes the man who created my theme tune has uh, cheered and then I've wept slightly inside because I've realised I I wouldn't ever have a dragon because I haven't got any musical talent (laughs) (laughs) yes the uh, the very very detailed and difficult to compose theme tune um (laughs) I'd just like to say thank you for Beepbox um, for making that really, really easy to do. Um, <coughs> yes, very, very, very nice of that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And so we've uh, first time we talked about the theme tune because it's the first time we've actually had one. Although all the other episodes will have had one by now. Yeah, I've, I've included it all. Yeah, now. But so it's been like a like an eight bit elephant in the room <laughs> has not been remarked upon. Um, Colin. For me, I know exactly which fantasy world I would love to live in. Yeah. And it's actually mostly based upon a, a book. I'm going very book-wise this week. I'm yes. Yeah. Uh, and that would be The Discworld by <gasps> Terry Pratchett, because who on earth wouldn't want to live there? <laughs> yeah. That was going to be my second choice. Yeah. I couldn't have heard uh, yet. Well, see, I, I deliberately moved on so you could have bookended this segment. Um, and you ruined it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Terry Pratchett's this world. It's got the right level of silliness and satire. Yes, and any series where Death can go to a party and eat cocktail sausages and 
be quite involved in the lives of cats is a, is a world I want to be in. Yes, mm. I do like um, I do like death. Yes, I like the death cycle. That's mm. my my favourite. Probably closely followed by uh, the witches. The witches, yeah. The witches. Uh, the Weefly men amuse me because they're tiny, tiny Scots. Tiny, <laughs> tiny blue Scots. Uh, I think that might be why I didn't like them. Ah, well, that's, that's, that's the racism. <laughs> An- angry out. Smurfs was angry how Smurfs. they came across to me. Yes, yeah. yes, but Scottish. But then my boss was from Glasgow, so everything the Weefly men said, I, I was kind of going, yeah, that's what my boss says. Yeah. And they use nicer language <laughs> I mean the big reason I wanted to live in this world if I couldn't be ever is that the actual chances of me surviving the medieval world are probably the same as yours oh I'd be dead within a minute you've got about a one in a million chance of not dying which in the disc world is guaranteed to keep you alive yes that's the perfect <gasps> as, as, uh, to quote one of the books um, it's a million to one chance but it might just work yeah. it's a million to one chance always succeeds because whoever hears of a thousand to one chance succeeding. Is that the, yeah. the rules of narrative causality? It yeah. is. Mm. Guards, guards, look it up. Excellent, yes. Yes, do so. Mm. Constantly. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I went for China Mieville's Bass Lag. Oh, well, you would say something. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> ah, about. Have you any idea? No, no I, I, I thought not. Um, which meant that I then got to tell you about it and convince you to read his uh, his books. Cunning, Ooh, almost um, like we're the audience. Yes, it's you like are we audience. are learning. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do a moral at the end of the <laughs> podcast? The moral of the story: Don't go back into medieval times. So, we'll Colin, I learned something today. Um, <laughs> yes, um, Baslag and the city. I kid you not. Of New Crobuzon. New Crobuzon. I'm already off it. Yeah. I can't pronounce the names. It's, not going. <laughs> it's all right, they're written down for you. Just, just pronounce them in the head. Um, is It's kind of like a Victorian uh, London version of fantasy that is absolutely crazy. Uh, it's had a... Um, a bestiary emptied over the uh, over the world. Uh, there are beetle-headed Kepri women. A what? Beetle-headed Kepri women. What, what's a Kepri? Kepri. Yeah. It's a it's a woman with a beetle for a head. Okay. Um, so hang on. They call them who? Beetle-headed Kepri. They're women. Kepri women. Oh, okay, they're Kepri. They're not they beetle-headed were. Kepri women, as in beetle-headed beetle women. <laughs> No, no. Um, they're they're kind of like take a mermaid, yeah, uh, but swap the fish and the beetle round, uh, the fish and the woman around, well, and they make the, the. It's a woman with a head beetle for a head. That's not attractive at um, all. No, but they, they kept s- the interesting bits the right way this time. That's the only problem with mermaid. It's always the wrong way around. Yeah. When you, it is when you. It is when you. <laughs> it is when you think about a mermaid. You kind of go, yeah, this doesn't. This this doesn't work. Probably, I should be a better explained. So you've got um, you've got beetle headed um, beetle headed. Oh, I can't even talk. So you're saying so you've again. got beetle headed women uh, called the Kepri. Mm. Uh, you've got cactus people who live in their own dome. And are actually giant walking cactus people that can fire spines at people and murder weird. each other for money. Um, you've got moths that can eat your dreams. You've got uh, Garuda, which are winged uh, creatures. Uh, one of the main in the very first book, um, 
Perdido Street Station, um, one of the main characters comes to another main character and wants his wings restoring. So he's had them cut off. Um, you've got an elevator to hell uh, that the rulers of the city use to go down and make sure that what they're planning on doing is okay with the guys down there. Um, and okay. devils in business suits. Um, it's really, really crazy. There's lots and lots and lots of strange things going on, but it's underpinned by um, political satire um, and some very, very, very clever jokes. China Reveal is a very, very, very clever man. It's a massive is, fan yeah. of fantasy, um, and it's kind of like postmodernist fantasy. It's a bit of this, it's a bit of that. It's talking about the role of fantasy in stories. Um, the later books, Iron Council... Um, especially become very political um, mm. but in a good way I just and I'd to... love to live there because I could have um, a pneumatic jackhammer for uh, for an arm and join some kind of communist revolution and overthrow the government and then take an elevator to hell sure. <laughs> you know pass the afternoon yeah I'd just like to point out to the, to the listeners that once again Brian has showed us the sophistication in, in this <laughs> we have a, politi- you know, a political satir- satire and very much almost representative of the world today and then we have I just want to ride a dragon and death eats cocktails. It's funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for upping the age limit. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's why I am host of podcasts first to bear my name. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the last. <laughs> well. Excellent. So let's move on to talking about some fantasy games then. That's kind of why we're here. Yeah. Uh, should we start with video games? Yeah. yeah. Is where we always start. Yes. Our whole several episodes so far. Yep. Yeah. So, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing, because I've been able to download all the updates and fancy stuff for <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Um, the Witcher 3. I hope you're enjoying it. Massively enjoying it. Yeah. I've been foregoing everything else. I've been invited to a very special... Well, it's not very special. Loads of people got invited to it, but... Uh, a closed beta that I'm not allowed to mention because of an undisclosure agreement but I've invited to that to test it out Yeah, uh, I've yeah, been allowed to yeah. stress test it and everything and I've gone meh meh meh, meh. Geralt I, I want to I murder monsters and be, be fancy and I've really enjoyed it and got really into it and I haven't done that for a fantasy game for a very very long time I will say I've kind of done the the opening chapter on it up to the point where you Nailed the griffin to the floor and beat it to death. I got, I got, I got up to, to that point, and uh, I was thoroughly enjoying myself. It's yeah. I've played pretty much the same amount as you, and then got distracted by other things and having a job again. Uh, so yeah. I have the kind of job where you don't do a lot over the summer, and then for the next nine months you panic um, yeah. and do far too much work. So I've been playing. 10 minutes of Rocket League here and there um, um, and still loving it it's very good um, and kind of being jealous that I want to disappear into a fantasy world and play more of The Witcher yes. this is the thing I've quite liked about The Witcher I mean admittedly I've had loads of free time to get massively involved in it and everything else but none of the side quests feel arbitrary you know you're not doing just fetch quests or just go kill all the rats in the sewer it's not going you do do one can you go kind of like 20 skulls of this certain creature and there's yeah. only one of them that ever spawns yeah. on the map the, the doorway remote it does but um 
all, all the side quests have got this kind of fully fleshed out, interesting stories to them. The ones that don't are kind of the Witcher contracts. Generally, have a half of them have got a really interesting story to the other half are just all these monsters bothering. There's a manticore in my vegetable patch. Yes. Can you help me? <laughs> see, I, I yeah. quite but like those yeah. though because it's nice to see Gerald actually doing his job. Yeah. It's like a window cleaner that ends up trying to save the world. At least occasionally he goes back and actually cleans some windows. Well, I, I see Geralt as like a, like a chimney sweep. It's like, yes. you still need them, but they're not really around as much as they used to be. No. And they tend to be a bit grumpier. And, <laughs> or is that just my experience? Oh, wait, because I'm the one in the country with a fancy fireplace. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else has normal central heating. We I have, have to actually burn things. Uh, electricity. Yeah, I have a boiler. It does yeah. that. All you don't anymore because corner. the world's ended and we're in a fantasy world. You're going to be all coming to me to learn how to build fires in the future. I've still got, but I'm wearing it as armour right now. <laughs> 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 I look like the Onion Knight. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Hot Point Knight. No, that's not good. <laughs> the hot point it didn't night. work. No, I can't even manage a fantasy universe. Um, the, the fairies are laughing at you in the corner right now. So um, gaseous of Hot Point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean the thing, the witch. I mean a lot of those side quests and the witch contracts and stuff are, you could do them in about half hour, ten minutes, to half hour, some of them. Yeah. So it's something you could pick up for after work and do a bit on and feel like you've achieved something and get a bit of story. Oh, now I'm regretting the entire last two weeks of my life. Well, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. But um, yeah, it's something you come to. But it does feel like it's never going to end. It goes on uh, and on, my friend. Well, have you <laughs> signed up for their season pass? Not yet, because I don't want any more things adding to it. I'm having enough trouble beating stuff I've got. Because um, I know one of their first releases for their season pass, um, they're adding a DLC, hmm. which they have confirmed as longer than the entirety of The Witcher 2. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> so The Witcher 2 wasn't short. No, the, no, The Witcher 2 was four hours long until you got to that quick time event with the Hydra and then you stopped playing. <laughs> That's how long The Witcher 2 was. So, yeah, I, I think oh. it adds another 50, 60 hours of gameplay or oh, something ridiculously yeah. like that. And bear in mind, if you get the season pass, I know it's something like <coughs> £30 a month for six months or, or yeah. something like Your that. Your numbers are always completely odd. You said that um, the Sony PlayStation Plus stuff was £15 a month. So I don't trust you when it comes to numbers no, now. I would look it's it a million up. pounds a day. I, I would look it up yourself, viewers, but I know it's it's around that price a month. I'll, but I'll they leave do... a note on the bottom of the So it's like a subscription model rather yes. than... A... Oh, um, okay. What I like about it, though, however, is, say, we'll take Batman, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, they have the same kind of season pass. But most of their stuff tends to be here's some free skin packs. Yeah. Or some <laughs> looks different. Yeah. Online challenges or some mm. very short DLC. I think they've got one coming out for Batgirl. Yeah. Batgirl's no, no, the first one. Catwoman. No, they've already got the Batgirl one. Oh, is that one already, already out? Yeah, now? which was really short, not very interesting, apparently. Yeah. And it Catwoman sounds like horse armour. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember that's, Horse Armour? Yeah. That's essentially what it is, but what I like about The Witcher 3 is everything God. that they're, they're coming out with adds to gameplay, and yeah. it's not okay. a short amount, it's, it's long-term gameplay you can yeah. get into. I really like the extra stuff that they gave you. All the, um, all the free, there was like yeah, yeah. a dozen free things, one a week after it came out. For I, yeah, I've looked months. on the PlayStation Store to see how much I was 
behind on my downloading, thanks internet, and there was 12, 15 add-ons. Yep. Yeah, I know some of them were skin packs, but they're all free. Some of them were like big big quests. Yes, yeah, some of them draw. were hunter contracts, yep. weapons, and which normally I'd expect to pay for. You expect to pay for extra weapons, you expect it's to pay for routine, yeah. yeah, but it's all free. <laughs> Yeah, which I thought was really good. Of the yeah, very clever very way very of nice. keeping it in in the, in the media. If you want to be cynical, and that's the point in being cynical, which just yeah, but it's still nice free things that have been fought out. Yeah, they've not been nice. kept out. They've had people Giving, working on these, yeah, requiring that they get some kind of publicity and someone to buy their might buy their stuff I know. in exchange for what they're doing. It's disgusting. Uh, by the way, we're still available to be sponsored here at <laughs> Twitch if you uh, if you so desire. Um, very briefly, should I explain what The Witcher is? Or Witcher Three is yes, just for yeah. those, just for um, those um, who didn't su- well, who didn't survive the apocalypse. Yeah. So The Witcher, The Witcher <laughs> Three is about a man called Geralt. Well, Geralt, Geralt, they Geralt, 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 Geralt. They all call yeah. him Geralt. In the Geralt. Okay, yeah. so that's his name. Uh, <laughs> so The Witcher Three is about a man called Geralt. He is a Witcher, which means he's a monster hunter, not a witch hunter. Need no. to make that very clear. Do not yes. go around punching. He's witches. actually quite good friends with several witches, from what yep. I've seen. Very uh, good friends with several witches. So he's a witcher. He hunts down monsters. He has himself been um, essentially genetically engineered with kind of implants from monsters that give him cat eyes. He can kind of see in the dark. Yeah, it's he's quicker, going, stronger, faster. Yeah, it's from, it's from taking a special what they like potions called mutagens. That's potions. the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, through the trial of grasses, which they normally get about ten people to go through, and only two ever survive because it's debilitating physically, genetically mutates yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, so he is travelling across a war-torn kingdom. Um, I think that's got something to do with Witcher 2, but I got to the Hydra and stopped playing the Witcher 2 because I hate quick-time events. Yeah. Um, And it was just a pain in the backside and I wasn't really enjoying it. Uh, I've played about five times as much as the Witcher 3 already, um, and I'm I'm loving it. But yes, he's looking for a member of his order who's gone missing, um, basically, and he's chasing after her it's called Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt because she's being chased by the Wild Hunt that's very obvious from the opening cinematic it's not a spoiler yeah. I think it might <laughs> even tell you on the box that that's what's happening yeah you're wrong really Ooh, do yeah. I have to backtrack I think you do because the Wild Hunt is the apocalypse going on with the riders you got like yeah and, and they're chasing after her yeah. in the opening cinematic oh I thought that was their name the Wild Hunt yeah, well, they are the wild hunt. Yeah. They are hunting her wildly. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I missed that. Sorry, I missed that. Are they, are they actually chasing her? Yes. If you could just beep everything I said then, uh, <laughs> just in case no one else got that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is the apocalypse as well. It's what they call the apocalypse because of the way the planets are aligning at the time. Yeah. It kind of summons them. Oh, but I they're thought, after her for a particular yeah, reason. I thought just chasing after her just kind of opened up the plot and then shit was going to go down. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, the uh, the wild go. hunt's kind of a fantasy staple, isn't it? You've got oh, lots yeah. of things of hunts and planets uh, align, and yeah, so, dangerous things happen. Um, yeah. old planets align. So yeah, but you're you're questing, Snort. but mostly you spend most of your time uh, helping out the people that you find, uh, doing quests. For goals. Uh, forgot not always you, there's a button you can press sometimes and it's like no no you keep your gold you buy some food for your kids it's very, and they'll, very go, rare. they'll go I'll name my child after you Geralt <laughs> yeah, um, I got a discount at a store from yep. the guy you saved very early on a lot of them yeah. there's a lot 
a lot of games claim this with the whole, you know, you do stuff and it affects things later in the game. There's been loads of it so far. Yeah. I had a cutscene interrupted by somebody because I'd had a fight in their village and killed some people and she'd escaped to uh, Novigrad, um, which is one of the big main cities, and I was doing one of the main story cutscenes and it got interrupted halfway through. She jumped up and went, you, I recognise you, you murdered half my village. She got really angry and we had to leave. <laughs> and I had to do a whole different section story than what I've read online because she interrupted it. And this is like a little bit like you rescue somebody, suddenly there's a new store opened up somewhere else, or you get discounts somewhere, or okay. another store will close off from you because you didn't help the right person. You've closed off one of their supply lines. You know, it, it really interlocks. Yeah. Little things you don't really think of early on in the game make a massive difference later yeah. on. Hmm. The, the thing I, I've liked, and I, so I've, I think I've played about 12 hours. Um, so far, which is so a fair I, chunk. Um, yeah, it's about ten percent of the game. Yeah, because yeah. um, <laughs> I I did do every single possible thing in the very first yeah, area so, to yeah, level yeah. up. Because you start, you just kind of flail ineffectually at things. And yeah. I want to be better. Um, one of the things I, I've liked most is the the morality and the greyness of the world and the murkiness of what you're doing. Yes. Fantasy often comes across as being. Um, heroes try to save the princess from the evil thing or yes. good versus evil we can tell they're evil because we said they're evil let's yeah. get our shining army of knights and murder them they've got yeah. skulls on their helmets and we're all dressed in very polished now, oh fantasies... they're called the black something that means they're wrong yes so yeah, the, the thing I, I like that that kind of that murkiness that, that greyness you're, you're fighting your way through somewhere that's at war hmm. um, or rather just been conquered so you're you're Geralt heralds from that area ethnically. That's where he's from there, his people. Yeah. Uh, but he's moved away. He's been raised completely differently. He yeah. comes back. He looks a bit like them. And people the seem Gallus. to call him um, by his... Rivia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Rivia... Do you, know where, do you know where Rivia is? Vaguely. I can't remember now. It's been... Our map's terrible. From what I remember, in I think it's from the books... He made it up so he sounded interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. He said you can't be Geralt. Geralt's just like, it's like being called Jeff. Uh, so he's like, <laughs> so Geralt of Rivia. It's like, oh, that sounds good, but it's... Uh, right. it's oh. so, no, nothing wrong with it. I mean, my name's Brian. I sound like an accountant. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm Brian. I'll come to do something exciting. Um, never happens. No no action here. Can you think of an action hero called Brian? Well, you think you've got a bad Colin. Colin Farrell. Oh, well, cheers for that. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a movie star. Yeah, he wears most, interesting hats. Most go to Colin Firth. Colin, 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 yes, Colin, Colin Firth. Firth was a bit of a sex icon for the older generation. Was he? When did that happen? He was, wasn't Colin Firth oh, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Darcy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mr. Darcy's like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> you know, oldest, oldest sex icon, but if a dragon suddenly plummeted from the heavens and started wrecking well, you, he could village, seduce it, couldn't he? Depends if it's a female. <laughs> it depends if he's in the world of porn. <laughs> you do realise that sometimes in life it's not just when a man loves a woman. <laughs> that is true. There could be various different dragon sexualities. That is true. Are you talking about interspecies though? Dragon in, and human yeah. come, coming together. Oh god. 
it's, it's fine in medieval times bestiality isn't the, the law right at the minute it's, isn't the law isn't the law <laughs> what period in history was bestiality the law <laughs> and lo on the seventh day so um, anyway yeah. trying to get to the uh, the, yeah. uh, the there's, a, there's a brilliant bit it's not doesn't spoil anything in the game because it's right near the beginning um, but please go forward two minutes or knowing us ten minutes because um, of our tangent there's a brilliant bit where you're hunting down someone you're trying to find this guy and everywhere you go he's referred to as a monster everyone thinks he's a monster oh this guy's a monster oh we, yeah we don't like him we drove him out he's filthy he's disgusting um, he's a horrible monster we want nothing to do with him you track him down and Geralt being a, a witcher goes so what's wrong with you are you a werewolf and he goes no he's like, everyone calls you a monster and he goes that's because I'm gay yeah I was yeah. sleeping with the nobleman's uh, the nobleman's son and you're just like wow yeah um, really, really interesting, really different. Um, it's not just talking about those sorts of things for effect or laugh. It doesn't laugh at them at all. No, it's no, very... No. Doesn't, it's sympathetic. Yes. 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 Um, it's talking about all the aspects of human existence. And it, it I found that one of the, my favourite gaming moments of the year so far, just when yep. he said that. Yeah. Well, I never found Brilliant. that quest because I haven't played it anywhere near as much mm. as you two but I heard of this man who slept with the, the nobleman's son um, from again not to spoil anything um, from a, a fort and you can overhear some of the uh, your conquerors talking yeah they talk about it they talk about thing. it and he was I can't remember exactly what it said it has been a while since I played it but essentially they talk said he was sick and that they should have stoned him yeah the guy needs stoning yeah. to death because um, he was an abomination which was not what I was expecting to hear I haven't had that kind of gritty yeah I mean it, it does echo certain real world um, beliefs especially older beliefs yes yeah um, about that sort of thing um, yeah I found the character perfectly engaging interesting um, and he's quite a decent bloke from what I remember yeah, from yeah. the events of the story so it's not like it's not like they were they were doing it that there's nothing in having a go or anything like that no not at all I feel like I'm apologising too much well Maybe. it's because it's such a because it can be a touchy subject for people for obvious reasons because yeah. a lot of people have gone through that kind of harsh and being treated horribly yes. Stuff yes. Like that. Yeah. and a lot of things shy away from bringing it up or mentioning it at all just in case they upset somebody because they don't think they can handle it properly yeah. potentially whereas they've gone well this is what it is okay it is and they've handled it, it so maturely and just it, it just is what it is have, have you heard the I'm going off on a bit of a tangent now so you probably cut this and I'm just wasting your life that's fine um, sorry future Aaron um, <laughs> have you heard the furore the furore have you heard the outcry about the new Star Wars tie-in book no. written by Chuck Wendig no um, in that book there are multiple gay characters that are quite prominent in the story yeah. okay and he's had you can go on here the Amazon page for him and, and look at his uh, his reviews and people have really really got upset that he's forcing homosexuality down their throat in Star, Star Wars. Wars comments yeah. along the lines of I read well, I enjoy Star Wars, I enjoy science fiction to escape the real world. I don't need your issues bringing up. Mm, well, you're reading science fiction for the wrong reasons, and the whole point of science fiction is to explore 
how the real world and to have be. a better world than we've got. Yes, <laughs> I know there's a lot of wars going on in science fiction, but it tends to be they tend to be slightly more sophisticated mm. and uh, exploring the wrong, yeah. the white's wrong, and how yes. they can fix it. Things, yeah. And his response to that, which I thought was brilliant, was if you are upset about uh, gay characters being in Star Wars, you are not the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> you are the, the Empire. Empire. Yeah, you're the bad guys. And then he just left it. It's like I'm not arguing with people like that. No. If no, they think no, that, if they think that what fine. people get up to in their own time and their own, you know, their their own personal lives, the drives, their motivations, their love is sickening to you. Get stuffed. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, well, well done, well done, Chuck Wendig. Um, he also writes the Blackbirds, um, the Miriam Black series. Sorry, Blackbird. I think is the first one. They're really good. Yeah. Wow. So, bye-bye stuff to say thank you. Yeah, excellent. Uh, well, The Witcher 3, we can... I think we tap that out. Yeah, we can We can move on from The Witcher 3. You you are a witch-er, so um, you're not actually a witch-hunter, but you, you hunt monsters and deal with complex social issues. <laughs> yes. Just like they used to do in the old days. Um, any other fantasy video games that we, we've been playing recently or particularly keen to share with our listeners discuss fantasy video games I've got Dragon Age Inquisition sat mm. there not being played still still haven't okay. got round to that and I want to play it so much but I, I need to clear a week I have played the 360 version now ah yes I bought it um as a prize for myself for completing my second year of uni and not failing. <laughs> as a prize? Did you present it to yourself? I did. I wrapped not as it. a reward, but as a prize. <laughs> I, I wrapped it up and hid it in the house so I'd have to go on an Easter egg search. I, I found it really quickly. Um, but I, I played it and I only played the opening chapter mission, kind of where you set up the Inquisition. It seemed very interesting. I quite liked the idea of the plot. Demons from Hell is always a... A good good starting point to going around and, and messing stuff up. I've heard later on you've got the, the judgment and you can pass judgment on people. And Who this, doesn't like yeah. passing judgment on people? Exactly, but I stopped playing because it was the worst game I have ever seen on the Xbox 360 since its creation eight years ago. Yeah, they don't. It was... Nine years ago. Nine years ago, yeah. was it now? Yeah. Uh, it, oh, I'm such a pedant. It was... <laughs> Entertaining. I've never seen such a horrible-looking game on, on a console before. Now, bear in mind, I'm quite happy to sit there and replay my N64, because so, the games are good. But... You know it's a dark and gritty universe. It's not supposed to look all pretty and nice. There's a dark and gritty universe, and then I'm walking through... I'm walking across a plane and then a meter in front of me the bush suddenly pops in because the frame rate's so terrible. Mm. Magic appearing bushes. Yeah, it's, it's a fantasy. fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's the the hair that looks like it's been glued onto the character's head. Um, Are you sure that the the camera didn't have medieval eye plague? Well, <laughs> the, the reason why it looks so terrible on the 360 is when they built the game, they built it for the Xbox One and the PS4 and then to make Make it, and then ported it down because we're in that kind of awkward in between yeah. stage. So you take yeah. the the 4K textures that they had for the Xbox One and the PS4, oh. and then drop them down, which ruins the resolution. And then they went, "Yeah, that will do." I have a, a slightly odd theory that I came up with while I almost accidentally bought 
a PS3 game instead of a PS4 game because oh, they were next to each other on the shelf. Yeah. Because um, ba- there's no backwards compatibility, is there? No, in PS4s no. and, and Xbox Ones. Uh, well, the Xbox One's got We're, some Not yet. No. It's not happened. They announced some it and of, not done it? Yeah. No, or some of them still do. Yes, yes and no. It's not, back, it's not true backwards compatibility. No, it's, it's emulation. Yes. emulation yeah. You put the disc in, it then takes you to said web address or yeah. what, uh, yeah. you know download and then you, you play it online play and it, save to the cloud yeah you down, download the game and, and play it on the cloud or you, it's it's not yeah. stick a disc in and off you go unfortunately so anyway my, my theory was I, I was looking and it was uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 oh yeah, yeah. £42 yep PS4 £37 PS3. If you have backwards compatibility and you want it to save a fiver, wouldn't you be very, very tempted just to buy the other version of the game? As a, as a poor person, yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas by making it exclusive and saying, no, this is much better, buy, buy the shiny version for an extra bit of money. So you, you're upping your sales. You're being cut. I mean, I got rid of my PS3 the moment I got a PS4 because why do I need it? There's no, yeah. there's no need for it. You're a true collector. A true collector. collector no. of video. You're not a true video game player. You're not collecting everything. No, I collect books. Hundreds and hundreds <laughs> and of my, books. My Xbox 360 is still <laughs> set up. Um, and quips. I have a small box of quips. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, problem with, the problem with going back a generation for new games is you get these texture resolution problems. They have to cut stuff from the game, but, yeah. uh, and they have to cut the textures, which makes the game look like complete I, arse. I just think there's, there'd be an expectation. If I've got a PS4 and I put in PS3 Metal Gear Solid 5, yeah. well, not me, but people will expect it to be just as good as PS4 Metal Gear yes. Solid because it's the same game on the same machine yeah, yeah. so I think it might is it done deliberately or am I just am I just mm. down the, the conspiracy rabbit hole possibly am I just, just making stuff up like that. if I'm making stuff up we'll just chop this out and ignore it but I just thought it was interesting no it, it could it could be that I mean again why would you pay an extra five pound for something if you can yeah it's not like, one it's not like a one off plays off no no most of them I mean you look at say GTA 5 um, they brought that out for the new generation of consoles. Oh yes, yes. And they made lots. They they upped all the graphics and made it um, shiny and sold it to you again. Yeah, it looks yeah. very nice. I have to admit, it looks absolutely stunning. Um, I mean, the 360 version which I have doesn't look bad. It looks yeah, very it very nice. Yeah. But the the new console generation yeah. does look stunning. Like, but I'm not spending fifty four quid they, on a game that I just bought for forty five. Yeah, yeah, but they've just re released. The earlier Halo games on Xbox One. There's yeah, a box God set, of isn't Wars, there? Uh, God of War remastered. Um, the Last of Us was remastered. Yeah, and why? oh, um, Uncharted is being re-released for yeah. the PS4, which is odd because I, I I kind of already decided I'm going to buy that, and then I, I I kind of thought and went, well, I bought the first three for PS3 secondhand because I got my PS3 quite late, and then never played them. Yeah, I sold them along I with my see, uh, with my console. I can see. The reasoning behind certain things. I mean, for example, God of War. I'm a bit disappointed because it's only God of War three that's been remastered. Currently, they're doing the first yeah. two as well. Though. When the first two come out, and I'm sure they will release it as a one big box. Set. Oh no, they have actually. It was remastered for the PS3. Yeah, so the original. Are they going to games. re-remaster? 
Re- once re- once they do that, I will buy it because I've never had a PS2, I've never had a PS3, so I've never played God of War. Yeah. yeah. So I can see why it does work for those coming into the new console generations or getting the console for the first time. When it comes to things like Halo, where let's face it, we've all still got our Xboxes because they're still good machines. They're not releasing any more games on them, but they, we've still got plenty of games that we'd like yeah, to Xbox replay. Xbox doesn't work anymore. Well, yours doesn't I tried work. to play Dark Souls on it. And so it this, died. this was the very first one. Well, the very first things we spoke about was how all our Xboxes died repeatedly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Mine currently still works. Um, I still have the original Halo game. It still works in my Xbox. The troll in the corner is using it for lunch. I'm sorry, got in. It's <laughs> yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's The Witcher Three. That's video games kind of covered. I mean, there's lots and lots of fantasy based. Uh, games out yeah, there, yeah, but they're all so similar. Yeah, there's not a lot of new ones recently. Um, if you th- if you think of games like Skyrim and um, well, the Elder Scrolls Online has come out. The Elder Scrolls Online. I don't play MMOs. No, a lot of them seem to have turned MMO. Yeah. Um, the more recent, there are some fantasy games coming out, but it's mostly <sighs> been. Other genres yeah. that have, have well, recently there, come There's out. different ways of going about doing a fantasy anything, really, but fantasy games especially. I mean, League of Legends. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know League of Legends, but it's fantasy, isn't it? It is fantasy, it's, yes. However, change their armour into um, crystalline plating and change their magic wands for ray guns, or guns that fire fireballs, and you've got a sci-fi game. It's just yeah. set dressing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just the theming. Yeah. Whereas a game like The Witcher, or a game like Skyrim, or the other Elder Scrolls games, I mean, I've played back to um, Morrowind yeah. and Oblivion. Yeah. Um, those games, they actually give you... The, the, the big thing, I think the big draw for fantasy, and you can correct me or um, if you think I'm wrong... It's that immersion in another world. That's the thing that fantasy does, yes. is it creates another world that you can live and almost, well, almost live and breathe in for large amounts of time. So it lends itself to the epic. It lends itself to very big stories told over a grand sweep, over yeah. dozens of hours. Otherwise, you're just kind of, you've got a shoot 'em up game with some elves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible... It's easier for fantasy games to do that because it's bordering on historical based and because they almost always go down the route of magic and orcs and elves. There's some such a... Magic and orcs and elves! I like those things. Sorry guys, I'm getting really angry looks from people in the tavern. But you're lovely, but as as a trope in games, you know, or in fantasy in general... I find it a bit repetitive and dull. The pixies are forming a union. It all falls back <laughs> to Tolkien. Yes, yeah. It's, it's just... We, we, Which, well, Tolkien, Tolkien, yeah, Tolkien. Tolkien. Well, when's the last time you saw an elf that wasn't six foot tall? Beautiful. Beautiful, that lived in a sophisticated city or a dying... Or that were a dying race. When's the, when's the last time the dwarves weren't a dying race? How often are they... People who live underground and mine things and are interested in gold. Yeah, bear in mind. Yeah, there's, um, there, there's stereotypes. Stereotypes are yeah, dull. Which, yes. which has all come from Tolkien. I mean, elves in traditional mythology are very short creatures that, that lived in, in the woods. They don't wear armour. Well, you've got the. Mischievous creatures, in fact, elves. Yep. Um, it's not until Tolkien came along and when, no, they're six foot tall, they're 
thousands of years old. They've got beautifully crafted weapon, elegant fighters. That mm. that's when elves changed. Yeah. And we've stuck with that, which is fine because it's a very good setting. I think everybody could agree. Lord of the Rings is a very nice setting. Once, <laughs> but everything's copied it now. Yeah, it's time to. Yeah, I mean, I I find Lord of the Rings difficult. I I love the films because oh, yes. they've they've dealt with some of my issues with the actual stories themselves. I mean, Lord of the Rings is told as an epic. Yes, and in an epic. You're talking about deeds and not necessarily personalities. The figures are larger than life. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what a lot of later fantasy has done is kind of personalised those kind of stories and actually brought the characters to life yeah. um, in a more three-dimensional way. But I grew up reading post-Tolkien fantasy. I went back to Tolkien fairly late. I was um, in my mid-teens and I'd already read a lot of other fantasy. And yeah. kind of went... I can see why people like it, but I feel I'm past it now. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm um, saying it was, I mean, The Hobbit was the first fantasy book I probably read. Really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, and then didn't read Lord of the Rings until after I'd seen the films. Yes. So I just never got around to exactly it. Exactly why I did. Yeah. And I was the same way. It's like, yeah, I can understand it, but it's. I can see why it was culturally relevant and massive at the time, but we've had lots of things since then that have all drawn upon it. That haven't necessarily surpassed it, but have updated it. Yeah, to speak. Yeah. They, um, there, there is a movement within fantasy writing, a kind of anti-Tolkien movement. Yeah, um, grimdark stuff. I, oh, grimdark. Yes, I, I do agree. Talk about that's a very silly name. It is. Yeah. Um, but yes, you've you've got that that darker, more realistic air quotes because you know fantasy. He's inherently made up, uh, but often quite a lot of fantasy without elves, without dwarves, without those kinds of, of mythical creatures. It's people in a almost like an alternative history, yes, um, yeah. doing very horrible things to each other to survive. Because, yeah. well, really, we're we're kind of spoiled in our modern lives, aren't we? Well, we were, yes, yeah. we were. Well, yes, um, before the centaurs took over. <laughs> Watch out, compatriots to arms. We must venture forth and deal with this very cliché tavern fight that has just broken out. <laughs> Until next time... Go for the eyes, boo! <laughs>